to feel comfortable and Burkhart wants you and your family to be safe that's why they asked me to talk about Generac automatic standby generators when the power goes out a Generac generator from Burkhart will keep the lights on your refrigerator on air conditioning it's all up and running instantly so next time the storm hits don't be left in the dark talk to Burkhart about a Generac generator visit acpromise.com that's acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you Another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. Don't forget about our digital platforms, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, NashFM1061.com and EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. And, of course, join the conversation. Check out all our programming over at our uh, social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, now known as X. Of course, uh, you've got Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on both Instagram and now on Threads. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchor, Spotify, or home base on all podcasting platforms. Just search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. You'll find that. 
And, of course, this week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, I thought we had our guest set. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's just that time of year uh, with a lot of things going on uh, within the sports world, with, again, a lot of camps opening up, etc. So i got to put it on pause in, in uh, terms of announcing who our uh, guest will be. Uh, I know who one is. <laughs> but I'm not sure who the second guest will be, so we'll wait till tomorrow to announce that once we have a firm uh, grasp on, again, who will be joining me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. Uh, do want to remind everybody again about my friends with Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. These are, again, um, record-breaking temperatures for us right now in South Louisiana. 101 degrees yesterday, uh, again, over 100 today, possibly over 100 tomorrow. Uh, and we're not getting much relief as we get toward the end of the week with, again, maybe 97, 98, uh, and hopefully a cooling shower at some point. Your air conditioning is working overtime right now. Uh, there is no other way to put it. Uh, you got to make sure, again, that uh, your air conditioning is tuned up, uh, that you've done the proper uh, maintenance on that so that, again, you can continue to have, again, cool air blowing through your home or your business. If you haven't, got to contact my, contact my friends at Burkhart. Uh, again, they'll, get, they'll go in, do a thorough cleaning, make sure, again, that your system is working properly. Uh, and, of course, if you need emergency service, they're there for you as well. Fifteen trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. A lot of people need emergency service right now. Again, Burkhart is a company you can truly trust, only doing the work that's necessary. And if you're in the market for a new system, uh, they are authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. It's Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Hey, on today's program, we got a great show for you lined up. Uh, we've got uh, Ed Daniels coming up at 435 from WGNO TV Sports. Um, and, of course, we'll talk Saints, LSU, and Tulane with him. Um, then, uh, again, uh, you, uh, a little bit later on in the program, uh, we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about what's going on with, with the Pelicans um, with, um, with Fletcher Mackle of Channel 6 Sports. And uh, looking forward to that. That's going to be at 5.30 uh, this, this afternoon. So, again, uh, I'll be, be waiting for that. We'll talk about Pelicans and Saints with him. And then we're going to talk some Tulane today. Steve Barrios is the um, color commentator for the Tulane Green Wave, has done, has done this for decades, just went into the Tulane Hall of Fame, uh, had the, um, uh, I believe, the press box named after him uh, recently. Um, and Steve's going to join us on the program today at 5.15. So Ed Daniels, 4.35. Steve Barrios, 5.15, talking Tulane. And then five, at 5.35, Pelican Saints and also Tulane, along with some LSU with um, Fletcher Mackle of Channel 6 Sports. All right, let's, let's jump into it. A lot to get into today. Uh, first of all, day two of padded practice for the New Orleans Saints. They split the session between outdoors and the indoor practice facility. So, again, which is a smart move. I mean, it's over 100 degrees outside right now. And, and it's funny. I got NFL Network on at night while I'm, while I'm preparing for, for, for the next day's show. And you know, I just, I'm listening to, again, all the correspondents that are all over the country right now for NFL Network and where they're at. And you can see the difference in the climate, like between where in Buffalo is, is, is practicing and, of course, here in New Orleans. Look, the, uh, it, it's, we've always said that the heat – is a good thing because it gets you in shape, it gets you ready, it gets you, again, battle-tested for the end of the season. But then you look around the NFL in some places where, again, guys are, are practicing much cooler temperatures and still having success. So, you know, I, I don't know what the answer is here, but I, I do know, again, I like the New Orleans Saints being here in New Orleans, okay, and practicing here. Um, a lot of teams have gone to that now. Some still go and then they travel to a university, get away from their, uh, uh, from their home base, 
uh, but it's it's good with the practice facility that was built by the state, right? Uh, with the uh, improvements that have been made on that practice facility, again, and also, again, fan-friendly, no reason why it shouldn't be here. Now, the big thing about today is no injuries were reported. So that's a big one. Okay, you know, second day of pads, normally your body's starting to wear down a bit. Uh, and if there is a weakness on that body, it's usually going to go out when, you're having, when, when you have the pads on, especially in the intense heat. So, again, no injuries to report today. Another day of uh, pads tomorrow, then they're off on Thursday. Uh, so, again, Saints, uh, again, continue with, the, with, their, uh, with their training camp. Tulane starts fall camp tomorrow. I'm going to get into Tulane in just a few minutes. Um, but, again, looking forward to that. This campaign should be a championship campaign for Tulane on paper. Uh, again, you, look, you don't win on paper, but based off what Willie Fritz has been able to do in the offseason in terms of the transfer portal, what he's done in recruiting, the, the, the players he has been able to retain, again, uh, meaning what? Uh, the most important player, which is Michael Pratt, right? Uh, Sincere Hainsworth bringing in Cam Wire. Uh, uh, again, both of those guys anchoring the offensive line. Uh, you got Prince Pines back. You got uh, again Remitich, uh, uh, Green at the at the tackle position. They they have a very good offensive line on paper. Uh, they are very good at the wide receiver position with Keys. Uh, they 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 uh, they got Brazil. Uh, again, um, uh, they they brought in the uh, transfer Fleming, the transfer Brown. Um, uh, Luke Besh is also on this team, the sophomore. They, they, got, they got a bunch of, uh, of players, but again, it, start, it starts with Keys and Jackson and Watts, right? Those are the three best players on, on, in terms of, um, of uh, the wide receiver position. And then, of course, when you start talking about the running back position, look, there's no doubt they lose Spears, but they still have Shoddy Clayton. They still have uh, um, uh, Celestine. They still have uh, – they bring Barnes in. Um, again, the, the high school phenom from from uh, from here in New Orleans, and and they they got the transfer, Shedro uh, Lewis, who also is is going to be in the mix here. So offensively, we've talked about it. they're going to be a really good team. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, the fact that again Machado has another year, uh, they they uh, they they brought in um, uh, again a tackling machine in Tyler Grubbs, um, again Jarius Monroe, and um, uh, is on the. Um, um, is on the Benaric watch list right now, uh, also accompanied by uh, another another Greeny. Um, so, again, when you look at this team right now, um, three levels of the defense, they look pretty good. Um, offensively, they look like a juggernaut. Well, special teams has always been kind of an issue for Tulane, but they bring back Ambrosio as the place kicker and Glover as their punter. So, again, um, uh, when you um, look at it, uh, you have to say, again, you like what, what, what they have here in, in, uh, in terms of their team. LSU, they're, they're forecasted, again, not just to, um, to be, a, again, a, a in the mix for the SEC West Championship, the last one, right? In the mix to go to the SEC Championship. And, again, a lot of people are picking them in the mix for the National Championship run here. So, again, both teams, uh, two, LSU will start their camp on Thursday. Both teams getting ready to to to, uh, to start their campaign, and both again should be really good football teams. Really good football teams. Um, there's been a lot of talk about Tulane to the Pac-12. Spoke to Gary Smith today. Nothing that he could uh, he could confirm, but the rumors are flying around. Had had a uh, a listener uh, uh, text me about. I'm sorry, probably messed me about it yesterday on the program, and and I've been wanting to get to it for the last couple of days. So let, let me give you my take on this. Because there, there are so many rumors flying around about Tulane applying for admittance into, into the Pac-12. 
Again, I have no firm source that can confirm or deny this, okay, that they've officially applied. But let's take a look at the options here, okay, for Tulane, where they are right now with the American Athletic Conference, where they are the big dog right now, right? Again, I've said watch out for UT San Antonio, right? They're going to be a, I think they're going to be a force in the, in the American Athletic Conference. But right now, you would say Tulane is probably the best program um, uh, on paper, right? Uh, especially on the on, with football, you know, again, basketball is supposed to be much better. Baseball, again, made it to the regionals last year. So, again, you would think that they would be able to build on that. Uh, women's basketball has been, again, perennial, very, very good uh, for Tulane. Uh, so why the Pac-12? Pac-12 just lost Colorado, okay, to the Big 12, all right, uh, where, again, again, the American Athletic Conference defectors went, right? They've also lost UCUSC and UCLA, again, the historic um, members of the conference, uh, to the Big Ten. That's going to happen in 2024. So you've got a conference in flux. It could even get weaker, right? I mean, when you look at this situation right now, there's no guarantee that Oregon's going to stay, that Utah's going to stay, Oregon State, Washington, Washington State, California, Cal, uh, you know, Arizona State. Uh, you know, you've got Stanford, Washington, Arizona. Um, I mean, we have no idea how, again, uh, uh, how the future looks for the, back, for, for the Pac-12. So you got a, you got a, a conference in flux, and, and they could even get weaker. Then you got the only Power 5 conference as of right now without a TV deal, right? Things are so bad for the Big 12 losing Los Angeles, meaning, again, UCLA and USC, uh, as, as their anchor for, uh, in terms of, of again, uh, uh, what one of the top TV, um, uh, one of the top uh, places, again, that, that uh, is not just for radio, TV, Internet, people, again, eyes on, on, on USC and UCLA. When you want to talk one of the, about one of the bigger markets uh, in the United States. But now they're looking at a subscription-based deal with Apple. So that means no presence on any major networks, cable networks. How is that an upgrade for Tulane? Tulane the American Athletic Conference has a, uh, a, a network deal. Tulane is showcased almost every single weekend on television. At the very least, they're, they're, on, they're on the Internet on ESPN, which is easy to get, right? But for the most part, you can catch Tulane games on on. on Terrestrial TV, on cable. So when you look at network TV, look at cable, you look at, again, right now, the Pac-12 on the outside looking in, how is that an upgrade for Tulane? Then you look at the cost of playing the Pac-12. It's got to be more than the American Athletic Conference, right? Just with travel expenses. I mean, can you imagine all the sports going back and forth to the West Coast? We're not just talking about football, basketball, and baseball. We're talking about women's sports. We're talking about golf. We're talking about men, you know, non-major sports for the men. I mean, you're talking about a large expense when you're having to travel and being, again, the furthest away from, uh, from, from the uh, first away, furthest away from the, the, the majority of the conference members, which, again, are on the West Coast. So, man, you're talking about Travel expenses for all sports going back and forth to the West Coast. That's a definite factor. Tulane does not have the facilities to compete with the Big 12. Well, I'm sorry, with the, with the Pac-12 right now. They don't. They don't have an indoor practice facility. They don't have the amenities that, that, that uh, players are looking for uh, now. And again, they don't have the budget, the athletic budget, nor the NIL funds to compete in the Pac-12. And then you add the added, added travel expense to that, again, it's even more prohibitive. 
So I don't get it. I know that Pac-12, wow, sounds great. Well, how great would it be in a, in a few years? You're losing your two big dogs in UCL and USC. Colorado has said, look, this is not for us. <laughs> we're, we're going back to the Big 12, right? Um, and, and now anything can happen with this conference. It's so much in flux. So Tulane is not, if they were to move into, or, or again, apply for admittance into the Pac-12, it's, it's a conference that, again, we don't know what it'll look like in, in, in five years from now. Tulane's in a great position right now with the defections and the additions to the American Athletic Conference to win championships. Okay? What they have to do is continue to win. Okay? Ante up the interest in Tulane athletics. Give the funding that's necessary to, to add modern facilities to increase that NIL pool, right? I mean, those are the things that you're building the program now on. There are going to be other opportunities out there. Tulane should not rush to the Pac-12 just because they may have an interest, because now there's some openings there. Tulane should hold out for, the America, for, for again, maybe the Atlantic uh, uh, Athletic Conference, maybe the AAC. I'm sorry, the ACC instead of the AAC, right? Or another conference that's closer to New Orleans, at least geographically. At least geographically. That's a smart play. It really is a smart play here because realignment is going to happen again. So from, from my standpoint of the outside looking in at Tulane, it's all about positioning, right? Positioning Tulane to be a program that's on the rise, that's an attractive addition to a Power 5 conference that does not include the Pac-12. Does not include the Pac-12. You don't want to be in a situation where, again, you're still trying to build up your, uh, your programs. You're trying to build up... Uh, the facilities, you're trying to build up your NIL, and then, of course, you get into a situation where, you again, you start losing in the Pac-12, or, again, the expenses are too much, you're not able to compete for the athletes, and we go on and on. I know they beat USC last year in, in the Cotton Bowl. We know that USC is saying right now they didn't want to be there. I get it. Again, I'm not taking anything away from Tulane. I'm not. I'm just saying, again, Patience is a virtue in this play, in, in, the, in, the, in, this, in this position they're in now. They are going to be the big dogs in the AAC. They should be. That should be their goal right now. Big dogs, AAC, winning championships, uh, being the best in that conference. And because of that, money's going to flow. We saw money flow already. Last night there was a Fear the Wave Collective uh, a meeting over at uh, Rizzuto's. Uh, they had a bunch of stuff that they were uh, auctioning off. They made a lot of money for, for the, again, the um, Fear the Wave uh, uh, Collective. That's going to go a long way in what? NIL money, right? But let's face it. The guy that got all the NIL money this year is Michael Pratt. They don't have the, the, the deep pockets right now in terms of NIL to go out and spread that money over everyone on the team like we're seeing with the big programs in the Power Five conferences. So why take that step now? Why take that step at a, at a place that is uncertain like the Pac-12? It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Troy Dannon's really got to, again, hold his water here. And maybe because the Pac-12 may be in a position where they're desperate and they could use a two-lane coming in that's a, that is a program on the rise, doesn't mean you have to, again, jump at the, first, at the first girl that smiles at you at the dance. Okay? I mean, it is what it is. 
There will be other opportunities if you build your program. There will be other opportunities if you expand your facilities and modernize your facilities on, on again, that landlocked two-lane campus. There will be more opportunities if you increase your NIL funding and the ability to be able to, again, give a student-athlete not just an opportunity to get a, a scholarship to Tulane University, which we know, again, is valuable, right? But also the opportunity to be able to compete with other Power Five conferences in terms of NIL funding. They're not there yet. I don't know if they'll ever get there, but they're definitely not there yet. So this is, all, again, about positioning the program. Positioning the program that, again, when realignment starts once again, Tulane is one of those teams that were passed over this past time but will be moving to the front of the line, and there will be multiple conferences that will be looking at them saying, yeah, we could use a Tulane in our conference. Just think it's too early to be able to try to jump to the Pac-12 because there may be an interest because they're losing, and then they don't even have a TV contract. You know, so what, what, what is Tulane getting out of it at the end of the day? The opportunity to be in a prestigious conference? They win the SEC, a charter member. That hasn't seemed to bother them. So, to me, the smart play, because realignment is going to happen again, is position Tulane to be a program that's on the rise, that's an attractive addition to a Power 5 conference, doing the things that are necessary to, again, compete in this arms race that is college athletics, NIL, facilities, and, of course, wins. That's how you do it. That's how you compete. And that's how you get an opportunity to be able to get to another conference other than having, again, have these long trips to the Pac-12, which, again, is just economically not prohibitive, especially for a private school in New Orleans. And so we'll see how that plays out. I will say one thing before, before I close on Tulane. One thing that surprises me is it's, it, it almost feels like the fear of the wave collective is not is not digging into those deep pockets outside of the city of New Orleans. From what I understand, there's just a couple of benefactors that have been the main uh, funding sources for the NI, uh, for, for their NIL collective at Tulane, with all the alumni that they have that that are wealthy. And I'm not saying rich. I'm saying I'm saying you know, very wealthy. Come from the Northeast, etc. I do not know why. Uh, the alumni base is not tapping into that in, into that uh, pool of money to be able to put Tulane on an even footing with other um, major conferences. They, they, they have alumni with deep with again deep pockets. There's no reason why. But again, I go back to what I said before. You need to position your program to be a program on the rise. You need to win. If you're winning. Again, just like we saw in the Cotton Bowl last year, people are going to come out the woodworks and start writing checks because they want to see their program, again, being on national TV and being one of the top programs, being ranked, all those things that, that come with, again, uh, you know, top recruits and, and a top coaching staff. They got the coaching staff. They're getting the recruits. They're going to need money to be able to, again, hold on to those recruits because we know what happens. You know, you get in with a school like Tulane, someone does well. The next year, again, the transfer portal opens up, and all of a sudden all these major conferences are coming and come calling for, your, for your, uh, your student athlete. So it is what it is. It's something Tulane's going to have to deal with going forward. All right. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Don't forget about my friends over at Southern Tire, Hickory Airline in Metairie, owned by the Piazza family since 1972. And look, it means a lot to have a locally owned and operated uh, company, uh, a family owned and operated company, where, where the family members are there every single day.
You know, Tony Sr., Tony Jr., Tony's daughter, Jen, Tony's wife, on site every day. And then AFC certified technicians. Some of those AFC certified technicians have been with Southern Tire for decades. If you've been a regular customer like myself, you know them by name again uh again that, that is the family type atmosphere you have over at southern tire but look family type atmosphere is great can they fix your vehicle can they keep your vehicle on the road or are they going to do it uh or you do you have the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area is there something for everyone in terms of the price point and i say yes yes and yes i'm a customer of southern tire been been a customer for a long time uh, again, uh, my vehicle's out of warranty. I bring my vehicle over to Southern Tire. They take care of everything for me. Same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership, you get at Southern Tire. Largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, and I'm talking about wheels and tires up to 30 inches. If you'd like, you can finance it over time. All the major brands, some of those major brands are on sale right now at Southern Tire. Go with a company, again, that I trust with my vehicle. It's Southern Tire. Hickory and Airline in Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. SouthernTire.com is the website where you can check out all the services they provide for their customers. And also, again, check out all the tires that are in stock at, at Southern Tire as well. Southern Tire, again, owned by the Piazza family since 1972, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. I'm Ken Trahan. And I'm Jude Young. We'll have comprehensive coverage of high school, college, and the pros, plus we give you a voice to speak your mind. It's entertainment, it's information, it's all that you could want, and it's right here on 1061 Nash Icon. Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Following Inside New Orleans on 1061 Nash Icon. Country for life. This report is sponsored by Irish Spring, the fresh scent of Irish Spring. And those sensational Irish Spring suds are just the reset you need to own the day. Irish Spring, when the spring hits you, you're ready. Pick up Irish Spring at your local retailer today. Good afternoon to you, 55 southbound Hammond to Laplace. 25 minutes and no delays, although there is a report of an accident uh, between old US 51 and US 51. It's uh, going to be about mile marker five. An accident has the right lane blocked, but not seeing any delays. Eastbound 16, Metairie to the New Orleans East area, eight minutes and a three minute delay. Michael Higgins, New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. 
Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. Get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. I am your host, Eric Asher. Joining us in the program now, Ed Daniels of WGNO Channel 26 Sports. Of course, also part of the longest-running sports radio show in New Orleans. Uh, the three tailgaters heard right here on 106.1 FM uh, each and every Saturday from 10 until noon. Eddie, how are you, buddy? Eric, what's up, buddy? Not too much. How are you? How was your vacation? Uh, I heard no, you it was incredible. Pond, huh? It was incredible, Eric. It was the best three weeks of my life, buddy. It's incredible. Uh, that sounds good. And that says a lot because, again, we know you love Endymion, right? Well, I mean, I love Endymion. That's, but, you know, yeah. I don't know. If, yeah. uh, uh, some of these other places are just pretty awesome, man. It was just yeah. it was great. And it was, sure it, was. it was great to disconnect, you know. I would highly yeah. recommend it. Yeah, and, and i tell you what it is. When you get away like that, I haven't done it in a long time. I need yeah. to do it. But it's good to disconnect. And, and again, no, then, man. come back and you know, you come back refreshed. and. Yeah, you come back and you just, uh, you just, um, you know, it's funny though. Our plane landed and then um, we got home and uh, downstairs air conditioning didn't work. Oh my gosh! And then uh, two days later, we 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 have a uh, another place we own and we got a call and the air conditioning there didn't work. Oh. And uh, I... then I went out to start my truck about two or three days later. Right. Um, in the driveway, and, and and it wouldn't turn over. So they think things dead. happen in threes. So there you yes, go. Yes, they do. There you go. I hope it wasn't too much of an expense and you had a good company. Like no, that no, it was all good. No <laughs> Beautiful. Hey, I had a couple of subjects I want to hit you with today. Huh? Uh, a lot of rumors about, and I talked about this in my open today, a lot of rumors about Tulane possibly asking, um, uh, um, possibly going um, or asking for admittance into the Pac-12. Again, there's a lot of rumors out there right now. Uh, whether it's true or not, I, I discussed it. Um, whether uh, I just don't think it's a, I don't think it's a good fit. I don't think it's a good time, and I don't think it's a good conference for, for Tulane at this point. Being on the West Coast, the the the, the expense, uh, the fact they're losing uh, again uh, UCLA, USC, and now Colorado. They don't have a TV contract uh, mm-hmm. as of right now. There's just a lot of reasons why I think Tulane should hold, and and hold out for again the next. Um, 
next round of realignment. You know, again, being in a situation where they put themselves in a mm-hmm. position where their program on the rise and they're attractive to the next Power Five conference that wants to expand. What's your take on that, if at all, if you even believe that is that is a possibility? Well, I mean, I've, I've seen some uh, I've seen some things that have been, been written about it, but um, um, you know, um, what are you, what are you going to do on? Um, what are we? What are you going to do if you travel to to Washington State? Right. Was that important? Okay. If you, if you travel to, and here's the deal: I don't really think that there is. I think there'll be some other schools eventually leaving the Pac-12. Me too. You know, I mean, I you know, I, I don't know what the, what this current situation is. I know they're going to announce their media rights deal here soon, supposedly, right. but. Um, yeah, you with know, Apple maybe. I mean, maybe a subscription-based deal. It may be with Apple subscription-based yeah, only. Right. They can't find a network that wants to carry. Right. That exactly. Or, uh, so I mean, you know, I, I would be very. I would be very. Now, if the Big Twelve came, I would certainly. You know, I would jump at yes. that in a heartbeat. I agree. But I wouldn't. I would be very. I would jump at that. Because if if it's Apple TV, if it's Apple TV, then. Um, I can't imagine Arizona and Arizona State and Utah. Or Oregon staying in that for that right. for that matter? Can you? Right? No, I can't. So yeah, I don't. I, I don't know right now. Right now, flux. right now, I would say the the one place that I I think there's another league that is going to potentially have some openings. All right, and I think that's going to be the Atlantic Coast Conference. Me too. Because I don't I don't think Florida State's going to stay in that league. And um, and if if they got out, I, you know, I think there would be there would be some some opportunity there. And if I were too late, a better I would fit. Cons- yeah, I would consider. Yeah, plus, I mean, you know, look, you you got North Carolina and and North Carolina State and uh, Miami and Virginia Tech, and you know, you got you got some schools basically in your proximity. But I don't, you know. But the one thing that helps Tulane right now, Eric. Okay, none of this would be even be a discussion if they were bad in football. But the one thing that's happened is is that uh, they're they're they've had they've had some some very tangible success in football, and um, they've had some tangible success, and they're investing money in the program. They just—they're finishing up a five million dollar locker room renovation. Mm-hmm. At some point, Willie Fritz told me last week what they're going to do is they're going to decide whether they're building a permanent practice structure or a bubble. But that's going to—I think that's going to happen. So the one thing you've got to do to be considered, you know, from 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 a standpoint of um, you know going to another league is you've got to have a chance to be—you got to be good in football. Yeah. And that's the one thing that they've they've managed to pull off. I mean, it's just that season last year is the season that keeps on giving, mm-hmm. you know. And believe me, when people write about about Tulane, you know, potentially being a candidate for the Pac-12, I, you know, they, you wouldn't even hear that if that if that was last year at this time. No one would even take that seriously. They they weren't right. even a candidate for the Big Twelve. I mean, right, <laughs> you know? right. You know, but look, if if the Big Twelve came calling, I would say absolutely, you got to go. Yes, no, me too. And and if the if the if the ACC came calling, then you would say you got to go. Yep. But I don't know what the future of the Pac twelve is. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you got schools still thinking about departure. 
Right. I mean, I mean, there's all kind of schools who are thinking about getting out. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and, and look the expense too. The, I mean, having to travel, as you mentioned, and I mentioned in my, in my monologue, you know, all the way to the West Coast, and not just football, basketball, and baseball. You're on all sports here. So again, from a travel expand, uh, travel situation, again, it, it, mm-hmm. it's prohibitive. You look at facilities. You look at NIL right now. Are you able to compete with them right now? No, you're not. But again, if mm-hmm. you continue to um, continue to have a program on the rise uh, across the board, especially football, those things will happen. More money will come into the program. You're going to be able to build those facilities. You'll be able to compete with NIL. And I think Tulane fans just have to be patient. I think Troy Dan has to be patient as well and wait for the right opportunity. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the one thing I would say is even if Arizona State and Arizona, and I know Utah has said they're staying in the league, okay? Would you want to be on Apple TV subscription, or would you want to have still have an ESPN package? Right. <laughs> I mean, no that, and that's and and that's basically if it goes to Apple TV, that's what mm-hmm. you're taking. You're exactly. taking an Apple TV subscription. Now, look, I'd right. have to see the numbers. All right, mm-hmm. and 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 you know I don't know what the new SEC TV deal is. I, it's some exorbitant number, and I think in the in the American they only get I don't know anywhere from five to seven million a year, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. About I'm, that. I, yeah, may, that. I might be a little high. But, no, I think you're right. I think you're right on. Yeah, I think it's somewhere around there. So there's a gigantic difference. But again, if you're if you're talking about the the Pac-12, so you're gonna you're gonna go to Washington State every other year. You're going to go to the University of Washington every other year. You're going to go to Oregon every other year. Yeah, I mean, it, it just it just doesn't fit. You're going to go to Arizona State. You're going to go to Arizona. You're going to go to Utah. You know, I mean, it it just doesn't it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And uh, but you know, if the Pac, I I you know, I think the future of the Pac-12 has kind of been etched in stone already here. I mean, when Colorado leaves. Mm-hmm. All right, what are they telling you? Hey, this is a sinking <laughs> ship. Am I right? Exactly. Exactly. You know, when Colorado, yeah, that, that when Colorado the leaves, the headline, subliminal man from Saturday Night Live would be <laughs> right. on right now saying, saying this is a sinking ship. Yep, agreed. And, agreed. and you know, when, when USC and UCLA leave the Pac-12, what eyeballs do they have at that point? If they don't have no. USC in football, they don't have that market they, anymore. Right? If they don't have loss, but but even even more than not having the Los Angeles market, if you don't have the University of Southern California, mm-hmm. you don't have football eyeballs. Amen. And Amen. and Lincoln Riley, uh, you know, I mean, I think they made a great business decision for them. Now they're going to mm-hmm. have to fly all the way across the country to play. True. But they got but money. <laughs> they got money, and they can compete right. in that league. Yes, they can. Yes, I mean, you know, can. if you think about it, USC, Michigan, USC, mm-hmm. Ohio State, oh, USC, Wisconsin. Those are ratings I mean, winners. Yeah, I mean, those are all ratings winners. But look, you know, you got you to gotta give Greg Sankey a lot of credit for, for what he did with the SEC. To get mm-hmm. Texas and Oklahoma right. uh, was a coup. And and to get both of those those teams to keep them out of the Big Ten, to get mm-hmm. them in the SEC, and geographically they work. Yes, agreed. Uh, you know, I mean, I think it was it was perfect. So mm-hmm. if if I were Tulane, I would be very careful about joining a league that a league that could potentially fall apart. 
Yep, I'm with you. Let's talk LSU. Um, I was reading something today that said that the um, um, the author of the, of the article was saying that they felt that LSU was a true contender for the national championship this year. Your thoughts? Well, you know, it is a it is an odd year, Eric. And the reason yes, I is. say that, yes, it is. <laughs> Two thousand three, right. right? Alabama on the road, Florida and Auburn at home. Mm-hmm. 2007, same setup. 2011, they got to the championship game, same setup. 2019, right. same setup. Um, so, I mean, I think it's it's it, uh, is that a coincidence? Maybe so. But I think the biggest thing is, look, when you have a starting quarterback coming back who played at a very high level last year for most of the season. Then, you know, and a lot of guys, a lot of people talking about him in the Heisman uh, race. And, and, you know, it's premature, but you got to talk about candidates, and he certainly would be one. Well, then I understand it. Look, and I think their offensive line is good. I think Logan Diggs is going to help them at running back. He's going to give them a guy who can who can both catch and run and is a, is a viable option there. They've got really good receivers. You know, I, I just think it's the next step. And you can't underestimate the quarterback. The other the other night I was like, I, I couldn't go to sleep, all right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what? It's 1 o'clock in the morning. I've got to get up at 7. I can't go to sleep. I'm going to watch the LSU-Alabama game over again. Right. And I, I had it on DVR, so I watched mm-hmm. it. Just jogged through all the commercials. And the one thing that was amazing about that game, watching it again, was not only did Jaden Daniels make a lot of plays, in that game, you know, the 30-yard run in the fourth quarter that helped set up the go-ahead touchdown, the uh, of course, the run in overtime and the pass in overtime that won the game, all of those plays. But the one thing he did was he stayed out of a lot of bad plays that game. Didn't throw the ball up for grabs, took some sacks, but also avoided a lot of negative plays, too, by scrambling. Because Alabama brought the house against him the whole game. Yes, they did. They were they were they were bringing people at Jaden Daniels the whole game. That was clearly their defensive philosophy in that game. But what I'm saying is, not only did he make really good plays, but if you go back and look at the video, you realize how many how many really good plays he prevented the Alabama defense from making. Mm-hmm. So when you got a quarterback like that, you're going to be ranked high in the preseason. Uh, a lot of people are going to be talking about you as a as a title contender. And, you know, look, theoretically, they could win all of their games and not beat Alabama and still make the playoff. Right. You know, I mean, that's, that's, that's certainly possible. And I think mm-hmm. that, I don't want to say easier, but next year it's going to be easier when you go to 12 teams. Right. How many SEC teams do you think are going to be in there? Oh, I, again, I think it could be three, at least. Yeah. So, I mean, at least. You know, look, I, I just think that. Uh, you know, this is a this is a great opportunity for them. Uh, Mason Smith's coming back, hopefully, um, you know, 100 percent and ready to go. And he's going to uh, be a, I think he's going to be a, not only a really good college player, but a really good player in the National Football League. They've got some work to do at corner, but I, I think they've I think they've got a really nice team coming back. The one thing that that they're not going to have that they had last year, though, they're not sneaking up on anybody. That's true, because everybody's going to be ready for them. Yep. But I mean, hey, that's what happens when you're pretty good, yep. you're and they're real good. Right. And again, you're picked in the top, you're picked in the top five or the top ten. 
Right. Based would LSU be picked in the top ten if they didn't have a good quarterback? No, of course not. No, they'd be fifteen or sixteen, right? Right. right. But they have a quarterback who's an incumbent, who's a really good player. Well, people put two and two together and say, you know what, they're good enough to win. Yep, no doubt. How about the Saints? What, 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 what do you think about this team? Uh, again, you know, thus far, training mm-hmm. camp is in its early stages. What they did in the off season. Have mm-hmm. they done enough to make it to the playoffs this year after two years sitting out? Well, I think they've improved their roster somewhat. I think they've drafted pretty good. Uh, the last two drafts, I think, were uh, good drafts. The one thing I would say is that, uh, <coughs> excuse me, last year I thought they didn't do a very good job against the run. And I'm a, I'm a little worried about their defense, to be honest with you. I'm a little worried about their defense. What, what, what level of defense? All well, three I mean, levels? you know, I just think that, you know, I mean, I, you know, I just, I, I just, I just wonder, you know, if they're going to be able to sustain that type of level that they, they did statistically last year. Statistically, they had a, That's the biggest they, question right now. Well, I mean, the one thing they did was they went from 90 yards a game to 130, mm-hmm. and you'd right. say, only oh, that's that's only 40 yards. Well, I mean, that's almost huh. that's almost a 50 percent decrease. Right. And, and and being effective against the run. So hopefully, um, you know, the, the retool of their defensive interior uh, works out good, and um, and and they're able to, to do a better job there. But, you know, look, um, to me, you know, it all depends. I, I hate to say this, put it on one person, but it all but it depends is. on a quarterback. It does. It I mean, you know, how look, how many teams, Eric, how many teams are like the Saints in the NFL? Pretty good in one area, not so yeah. good in the other. Maybe don't have a ton of depth. Have to have to be lucky with injuries. How many teams right. could you say that about oh, in the NFL? On. Half, maybe maybe three. I mean, yeah, at least maybe twenty, more? right? Yeah, maybe at more, least, right. at least twenty. So I mean, they're right in that position. So to me, it's about it's about Derek Carr. If if yeah. Derek Carr, if Derek Carr um, plays like he did in twenty twenty. Then I think the Saints are in business. If he plays like he did last year, then I think it's going to be much more of a struggle. The one thing I think that Derek Carr deserves a little bit of a pass for, though, is that you know he had he had four permanent two uh, head coaches and two interims in nine years with the Raiders. I mean, they are that's the picture old, that's of old this. Saints-like, right? And that's like that's yeah. like early that's like Mecham years, yeah, right? I mean, that's, <laughs> it's like nineteen seventy Saints, but right. I mean, it's dysfunctional. So I don't yes. I don't know what all of that means. I will say though, I think it's very interesting if you go back and look at fourth quarter comebacks in his career. He has as many as Brett Favre, and Brett Favre played for twenty years. Go it back says and look about at being clutch. It, no, that that being clutch says something about being right. clutch. If so you, you know what? You know. Here's the deal: if if they're a pretty good team, and all of a sudden he wins a couple of games because he takes them down on the last drive. Which is going to happen in three quarters of these games, anyhow? It's, How it's many of these games are going to be decided by a field goal or less? Come on, that's and that's you see that every week now, right? You see it every week. I mean, you watch all these games. I mean, right. that's that's exactly what you have. So, to me, um, you know, that's that that's what you have. I mean, that that's that's what this team is. So, um, I think they're anywhere from eight to eleven on the win total. And the and the and, and Vegas obviously thinks the same because they have them at nine and a half, right. and I think that's a tough number. Okay, mm-hmm. I think if you're a better nine and a half is a, is the absolute right on it 
as far as you know what the Saints might be. I think it's a really it's a really tough number. One other thing I want to mention is: Did you see the comments by Nathaniel Hackett today? I did. I did. Wow. Yep. I mean, he just went right at Sean Payton. Yes, and and and, and rightly so. I gotta yeah. be honest. He went he went right, right at Sean Payton about yep. breaking the code. About yep. he hasn't heard from him, doesn't expect to. He right. thought he would hear this week five when the Jets play the Broncos. Mm-hmm. It's good to see that we've gotten it over with now. Uh, this has been going on all of last year. That was interesting when he said that. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? Yes, I did. Ba- basically, basically what he's what he's saying is that uh, he, he was he was hearing that criticism, right. uh, you know, from Peyton. It was getting back to him. Right. You know, last year at some point. So, you know, obviously there's a lot of bad blood there. I think that's going to be a really interesting game in week five. And, and you know, I was thinking about it uh, driving over to the office today after camp. I was thinking about it this afternoon. You know, I really think that Sean Payton is Bill Parcells 2.0. And, and this, will, this will not be his last coaching job in the NFL. Yeah, I didn't think so. I'm I'll yeah. be honest with you. I, 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 he, yeah. he'll be hopping around. Uh, right, because you know what? Because here's the deal. The guy who owns the Broncos is, is from the Walmart family, right? Mm-hmm. He, he, could, he could buy five NFL teams if he wanted to. True. So at some point, if he doesn't like the way things are going, guess what? He's going to move on, right? Well, he's and right, and it's not like New Orleans where he had a job for life. <laughs> okay. He, well, I mean, he you know, to I, walk I, away again, to, again. He wasn't getting uh, fired uh, here again. Again, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I hear about all these other places and everything, but he is never. Right. He is no longer. No many. How many years he coaches? Where he coaches? He will never have the setup that he had here. Never. Never. I you will never have the setup. So, so in in my opinion, this is is not this is not his last coaching job. I'm not saying he's not going to have success because I think he's I think he's an excellent mm-hmm. coach. Sure. Okay. Is. And I'm not I'm not going to uh, be critical of his coaching, but the, because I think he's an excellent coach, I really do. I'm with you. I'm but with you. but I do not think this is his last stop in the NFL, and. Um, and you know, I mean, that's that's who he is. He spouts off about things. Yep, we saw true. all of that here. Yeah, we you did. know, but I mean, that's but that's who he is. You're you're hiring a guy. You're hiring a guy who isn't who is a is a very good coach, but also uh, is not afraid to step over the line and say some things that maybe shouldn't have been said. Right. I agree. Ed, thanks for the time today. Uh, I got about 40 seconds. Let us know about all the great programming over at uh, Channel 26, including, again, the prep shows getting ready to start up again. Friday Night Football, Season 32, August 18th. I guess that yeah. means I got to get busy. Yeah, you better get busy right now. How Always presented now? by the All-State Sugar Bowl, too. We appreciate yes. their, their support all of these years. Yep. And how many? Season 32, buddy. 32, 32. Congratulations on Season 32. Thank you for your time today, as always, my friend. Look forward to having you back on the show soon. Talk to you soon, though. There he goes, Ed Daniels, uh, sports director at uh, Channel 26. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. Your AC breaks down. It's not cooling. You need help. It's 100 degrees outside. Call Burkhardt. They'll be there for you quickly. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call for they come to your home or business. Truly a company you can trust. It's Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. We'll be right back.
Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Apple. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we do it all. Whether it's a simple oil change, wheel alignment, preventive maintenance, brake repair, installation of a custom exhaust or suspension system. If you need repairs on climate control systems, cooling systems, electronic or electrical systems, we are the experts. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we are truly your one-stop shop for all your automotive needs. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Miata Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMiatInsAgency.com. Hi, Eric Asher, once again, talking about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. This is the time of year where you want to feel comfortable, and Burkhart wants you and your family to be safe. That's why they asked me to talk about Generac Automatic Standby Generators. When the power goes out, a Generac generator from Burkhart will keep the lights on, your refrigerator on, air conditioning. It's all up and running instantly. So next time the storm hits, don't be left in the dark. Talk to Burkhart about a Generac generator. Visit acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. If this were a Reese's TV ad, you'd be staring at a Reese's peanut butter cup. And sure, my voice is peanut buttery smooth, but still, you need to see the peanut butter cups, right? No? I can really just say Reese's and you'll go get some? (laughs) Okay. Reese's. 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 Really working, actually. Reese's. Reese's. This, I'm on to something. Reese's. 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 This report is sponsored by Irish Spring, the fresh scent of Irish Spring. And those sensational Irish Spring suds are just the reset you need to own the day. Irish Spring, when the spring hits you, you're ready. Pick up Irish Spring at your local retailer today. All right, what we're seeing right now is some slower traffic for you. Eastbound 610 Metairie to New Orleans East. It's nine minutes, a four-minute delay right now. Eastbound I-10 Elysian Fields to the high-rise is running about seven minutes. Flyover to the high-rise is about 11 minutes. And uh, eastbound 610, uh, stop-and-go flow between Broad and I-10. The I-10 merge running slow 16 minutes from Metairie across the high-rise. I'm Michael Higgins from the New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. All right, welcome back to Inside New Orleans. I want to thank Ed Daniels of Channel 26 for joining us in the program. Coming up in hour number two, Steve Barrios. Um, 
uh, one of the, the uh, uh, color commentator for Tulane uh, football is with us. And that's going to be followed by Fletcher Mackle of uh, Channel 6 Sports. So keep it right here on 106.1 FM and inside New Orleans. My name is Eric Asher. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Don't move. balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. of Inside New Orleans, Eric Asher with you until six, four to six weekdays right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. 
Hey, check us out on the iHeartRadio app or the, or the TuneIn Radio app. Those are our digital platforms. We're on the World Wide Web at NashFM1061.com and also EricAsher.com. And, of course, don't forget about our social media platforms where you can check out all of our programming. Uh, the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports is posted there. Also, again, our radio show podcast every single day. And, of course, great conversation as well. Always opinionated. At Eric underscore Asher on X, formerly Twitter. Eric Asher on Facebook, and then, of course, uh, Inside New Orleans Show on both Instagram and now on Threads. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchor Spotify, our home base on all podcasting platforms. Just search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. Uh, I'll give you the guest list tomorrow when I have it finalized for the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. This is just one of those weeks where I've had to change it like three times already. And I know for some of you, again, that, that follow me on social media, you've seen it posted and you've seen it deleted. You've seen it posted, you've seen it deleted. So uh, hopefully, again, uh, we'll have that uh, worked out for you by tomorrow. Well, we got to have it worked out by tomorrow because the next day is Thursday, and that's the show, right? Thursday, 1 o'clock live broadcast on WLAE TV also live stream on WLAE TV YouTube page and then here come the rebroadcast for you 6pm on LAE on Thursday night 10 o'clock on the Deuce WLAE TV 2 Friday night 9 o'clock Pelican Sports Television 10 o'clock on WLAE Saturday morning at 2am on the Deuce Saturday afternoon at 5pm on Pelican Sports Television always at EricAsher.com always on the WLAE TV YouTube page uh, and of course uh, always on our social media platforms as well alright Day two of uh, Saints padded practice. We're split between outdoors and the indoor facility. Smart move on the part of Dennis Allen with over 100-degree temperatures. So the feels-like temperature is ridiculous with all the helmet. And, and Remember, they went full pads today. So, um, again, that, um, that, that was a good move on the part of the team because, as I mentioned in the first hour, this is where you kind of get those nagging injuries, right? You're about a week or so into camp. Your body's tired. Your muscles are tired. If, again, you have a weakness somewhere, uh, normally that's going to give out. Uh, we've already seen uh, Trey Turner go down on injury reserve now with a torn quad. Uh, we saw um, uh, Trevor Penning have an issue with, with, with uh, his foot. He has been back at practice. And, and, then, and then, of course, Andres Pete now out again. He has a quad strain. So hopefully, again, he will be back soon and um, get back in the mix when it comes to the offensive line. But, again, I give uh, Dennis Allen a lot of credit. Look, I've said before, you know, right, this is where, again, you kind of get into where, where you've gotten into, like, the second week of practice. You're, um, you're, 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 you have the pads on now, and this is where the veterans kind of take over, right? They, they, they know the playbook. They know what the opposite does. They know what the offense is doing. The offense knows what the defense is doing. You know what the guy across of you, what his assignment is. In a lot of cases, if it's a guy you've been facing for the last few years, you know the tendencies, so you know what their strength, what their weaknesses, what their go-to moves are. Uh, you know you know the speed of the player. I mean, so, again, this is where, again, uh, you know, you got to come down to technique, right? Again, uh, that's what coaches are looking for. This is where, again, you could see a, a, maybe, again, uh, a little bit of a, of a separation when you start talking about the veterans and some of the newcomers. And there's going to be a time when they're going to catch up, right? Because then they start to get more familiar with the uh, system. The system becomes second nature. They start to, again, they're playing against and practice against this player on a day-in, day-out basis. They start to know the tendencies. They're watching the film, in, in, in the um, uh, again, after practice when, when they're breaking down what they're doing every single day and what, they're, what the guy across from them is doing. So 
then you start looking forward to the to the controlled scrimmages, controlled practices with again the Houston Texans and the Los Angeles Chargers. That's where we find out again how good this team can really be. Um, a lot of people believe they are the best team in the South. On paper, they probably are, but again, paper means nothing in the NFL. We know this, right? So again, we'll see again how this kind of plays out going forward with the Saints. But for me, it's the two practices that are controlled between the Chargers and the Texans and the Saints where we'll find how good this team truly is. Not preseason, and we know it takes a few weeks to ramp up in the regular season now before you see the real team, but again, we're going to start to find out what type of talent level they have. A lot of people believe, we hear it from the Saints players all the time right now, right? Oh, man, look, we're, we, we, had a, we had a great talent, great talent, great talent. I've never seen so much talent on one team. You know, back when Breeze was here and they, they were a perennial playoff team, I'd buy into that. I don't know. I think they're a good team on paper. I don't know, again, how, how good that depth is, especially, again, at, at certain positions. That's why, again, I've been pleading uh, to be able to go out and, and add some quality veterans to this team, bite the bullet, pay them, and get over the hump and be a winning team once again and, and, and get the, the, you know, the vibe coming back to New Orleans that we've had in the past where Sundays and Mondays and people are excited about the, about the Saints again. And, they, you know, again, the Saints are winning and, you know, the, the city's on fire and the economy takes off. And there's so many reasons why, again, uh, the state and the city invest in the New Orleans Saints. And one of the reasons why is, again, the economic impact of, uh, of again, the New Orleans Saints, what they mean for our economy. So... We'll see how it plays out. Tulane starts fall camp tomorrow. We'll be talking to Steve Barrios in just a minute. Uh, and then LSU starts on Thursday. I talked extensively in the first hour about Tulane to the Pac-12. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it should happen. Uh, Ed Daniels concurred with that when I had him on the program. And, of course, uh, coming up on our show this afternoon in this second hour will be Steve Barrios, again, the color commentator for the Tulane Green Wave, Hall of Famer uh, for the Wave as well. And then, of course, we'll finish up with Fletcher Mackle of Channel 6 Sports. All right, without further well, I'll tell you what, before we do that, let me remind everybody about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Uh, we're in a tough time right now. Summertime, air-conditioned companies are overwhelmed with calls. I can tell you right now, if you want a company you can trust that you don't have to worry about when they come to your home or your business, about gouging you, cheating you, making sure, again, that, that the job is done right the first time, treating your home like their home, uh, treating your business like their business, it is Burkhardt. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call for they come to your home or business. Uh, and, and, of course, don't forget also, folks, Folks, uh, those NACE certified technicians are experts when it comes to all systems. They're authorized to service all systems. If you're looking for a new system, Burkhardt is authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry and a company that I've trusted for decades. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. If you're in a jam, call them today. Nobody wants to be without air conditioning with, again, uh, the dog days of summer upon us as it is August 1st here in New Orleans. All right. Steve Barrios, Hall of Famer, uh, again, a guy that, that has seen a lot of Tulane football in his time, former Tulane great, and, of course, uh, color commentator for the Tulane Green Wave for, for decades now. He joins us on the program. Steve, how are you, my friend? Hey, Eric. Nice to be with you. Always great to listen to your show. Thank you, my friend. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. First of all, I want, I want to ask you about, about the rumor that's out there right now, and I know it's just a rumor, but just your thoughts since you've been so close to the Tulane program, really for most of y'all, for all your adult life, right? Uh, there are some that believe that Tulane may ask for admittance into the Pac-12. 
Uh, I have gave a thousand reasons why they shouldn't do this, you know, from from travel expense to again NIL to facilities to again what the conference is going to look like in a couple of years from now. I just think Tulane would be better suited just to be to again build their programs, and, and then there will be another opportunity when when there's conference realignment down the line here uh, to to be able to again to be a big player. I think Tulane's in a great position right now with with again the uh, with the defections uh, in the in the American Athletic Conference. Conference, even with, again, the additions to win championships. So to me, they're going to be a program on the rise. They're going to be attracted to a Power 5 conference, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a, co- a conference that is so far away geographically and, and maybe far farther along as a program across the board than maybe Tulane is athletically. What are your thoughts? Because you're going to be the guy who's going to be on the plane if that ultimately happens. <laughs> well, I, I feel like you do, Eric. I just think that uh, travel would be uh – an unbelievable expense. Uh, I, I see the Pac-12 personally as, as, a, as a conference that might be a little bit on a decline rather than ascending. So I just don't see that as I, as you just spoke. I think that Tulane is in a great position to continue to have success in the American Athletic Conference and then maybe down the road when there is a realignment in, in one of the other Power Five conferences that's more you know, it makes more sense to Tulane that they may have a shot to do that. Steve, I'm with you. And, and I know I know there are some Tulane fans that are just starved to be in this big conference, big conference. I, I agree with you. I don't know what the Pac-12 is going to be in three years from now. They don't, uh, and I mentioned earlier today, they don't even have a network TV deal. They may be on Apple TV subscription only. How does it help Tulane with, with again, where they're on ESPN right now, right, and going to be on ESPN for the next few years? It makes no sense, and I just don't think it's a good move for Tulane. This is not the same Pac-12 it once was before, and I think it's going to be even weaker when it all said, when it's all said and done. So I think Tulane's going to be an attractive uh, uh, program uh, and school to attend the next uh, round of realignment. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. As I said, I felt that the Pac-12 is on a decline itself, and, uh, you know, Tulane has, you know, put themselves in, in a good position. Uh, you know, they're, they're picked to repeat as conference champs. Uh, they had an unbelievable, phenomenal season last year that, that put Tulane on the map but nationally as far as football is concerned. Uh, you know, there's a lot going on with facilities at Tulane, the fundraising. So I, I think it, w- it wouldn't be in Tulane's best, uh, you know, best interest to make that kind of move. No doubt. Let's talk about this year's team. Michael Pratt returning, how huge that is for this program. Sincere Hainworth followed him back. They add Cam Wire. Uh, they were they did very well on the transfer portal once again. And then, of course, recruiting is back up uh, with, again, a lot of Louisiana kids and kids from across the nation willing to come to Tulane and play football. This looks like a pretty good team on paper. Yeah, it really does. And as you said, uh, Eric, you know, Michael Pratt deciding to come back along with uh, Sincere Hainsworth was huge. For this program, uh, Michael Pratt is just such quality. All these guys, really, you know, uh, Hainsworth also, just quality guys. You know, we lost some quality guys last year, you know, of course, in Anderson and, you know, our other linebackers. So it's going to be a challenge to plug in some of those positions, but I think Tulane has really done well. They've, they've made some key additions through the transfer portal, and then recruiting right now is, is really been take, has taken off since their fantastic finish in the Cotton Bowl. 
you lose Spears, but offensively, you might be better. I mean, I, can, I mean, you, you have a great wide receiving core. The running backs, again, are, are going to be formidable. I mean, they, again, even again but with the guys that are coming back. And, of course, we mentioned Pratt. And then the offensive line has gotten better. Exactly right. You know, I'll, I'll look for the offense to, uh, to really stay on par, even improve over what they did last year. And, you know, you mentioned – you know, losing Tajay Spears is, is a is a big loss. You know, this kid was incredible, but uh, you know, with with Clayton Johnson coming back, uh, and also I was so impressed this spring with Arnold Barnes, the local kid from Booker T. Washington. He had an outstanding spring, and looks like he could step in and really, you know, contribute in, in the running back room. And then the, the offensive line is going to be solid, as you mentioned. We picked up the, the transfer wire from LSU. Prince Pines is back, Hainsworth, Josh Remitage, Rashad Green. So Tulane offensively should be really, really in good shape. Yeah. Maybe the tight end took a position took a little bit of a hit, but Bowman's got some experience there. Uh, so you got to feel pretty good about that. I think, I think, again, you look at this offense, I, I, I don't see many weaknesses, if at all. No, not not at all. As you said, uh, you know the offensive line. We went over that. Uh, you know Bowman's going to be. Uh, you know he's going to be the starting tight end. Uh, Reggie Brown, and then mm-hmm. you know we got Chris Carter. He, he's a guy that's come in, and uh, okay. you know he's uh, he's going to really contribute. I think he looked really good during spring. Also, talk to me about the defense. Now again, you, you lose some. You lose two really great linebackers, uh, but you added the kid Grubbs from from Louisiana Tech, and Machado was a pretty good backer for you. But talk about all three levels of the defense for us. Well, I think I think the D line is, is going to be our one of our strengths. Okay, you know Patrick Jenkins returning, Eric Hicks, uh, and then De- Devin Deals coming back, Corey Platt at one of the weak backers. But also, you know, we get back Angelo Anderson, a local kid from John Curtis. I think. Uh, you know, he was out all last year with, with an injury, but I think him coming back is going to really put another anchor, you know, on that uh, defensive front. And then at the, at the linebacker position, as you mentioned, Machado's back. Uh, we have uh, uh, Eugene's coming in. And then I, I was really impressed with Tyler Grubbs, the, the transfer from Louisiana Tech. This kid was, uh, you know, he was he had a phenomenal career at Louisiana Tech, and I think he's come in to really – really help this, this linebacking core. And then the secondary, I think, should be pretty solid with uh, Monroe, uh, Robinson. we got a transfer, A.J. Hampton, I think, is going to help us out, uh, Darius Swanson, and, uh, of course, uh, you know, Bailey Despain showed some spurts last year, as well as uh, Andre Sam. So, you know, across the board, we should be pretty good. And I think the key, as Coach Fritz will always say, is having the depth and, you know, able to play a lot of kids early is also going to be a key. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, and, then, and then special teams, which had been an issue at times at Tulane. Uh, you're bringing back, again, two guys that, that, uh, that have experience with, uh, with, again, Glover and Ambrosio. Um, and, again, Willie Fritz has been a special teams coach in the past, uh, been a little bit more emphasis on special teams at Tulane. Um, so, again, I think they should be pretty solid there, especially with their specialists, right? Exactly. You know, with uh, it, it, he was, I think, one of our special teams last year. Valentino Ambrosio was a was a great surprise, and this kid just got better and better as the season went along. And of course, you know Casey Glover, he was out for the spring with with a hip injury, and you know he'll be coming back to handle the punt, punting duties. And 
of course, uh, our long snapper, which is so critical to all, all of these special teams. Sure. You know, Ethan Hudak, he's back again. So they should be pretty solid again in a special teams department. And you got some depth at, at, at the quarterback position as well. You know, a lot of people just kind of overlooked that. But again, Kai Horton came in and played well for Tulane last year. We've been again. Uh, Ibiata has a great reputation for going back to high school. Just hasn't had a chance to really get on the field yet. Uh, so again, if uh, look, not, not that anybody was anything happened to Pratt, but if something was to happen, as we saw last year, where he had to sit out a game, you've got some quality backups there. Yeah, we really do. You know, Ibiata. He's a big, strong kid. He's just got to, you know, learn when he needs to step out of bounds or, or you know, get down to the ground. And then uh, Kyle Horton, I tell you what, Eric, you know, when I look back on last year, you know, there were, there were quite a few key games. But to me, yes. one of the key games to our success was the Houston game where mm-hmm. Michael Pratt was out to begin the game. Ibietta, you know, he starts the game for us, and in his first drive, he gets knocked out with a shoulder injury, and then Kyle Horton comes in and wins the game for us in overtime. So we do have some experience there. Yep, no doubt. Uh, Kayla Williams talking a little trash right now about last year's loss against USC. They weren't ready to play. They didn't want to be there. You were there. Okay. They looked like they wanted to play for a while until Tulane took, until Tulane took over. Yeah, they wanted to play in the worst way, and they wanted to win in the worst way. And, right. you know, initially it looked like it might have been a, a runaway. And, you know, Caleb Williams, he is the real deal. There's no doubt about he it. Is, no kid, doubt. <laughs> uh, has a tremendous amount of athletic ability. He can run. He can throw. He knows how to buy himself time and do what needs to be done. But, you know, it was just such a, a great comeback for us. And, and a lot of things had to happen and fall mm-hmm. in place at the right time for that to happen, you know, for us to win. And, of course, the, the muff kick, kickoff by uh, the Trojans, put them at the two-yard line, and then the, right. the safety gave us the score and the ball back. And then Michael Pratt led us on that incredible oh. drive with Bowman coming up with the big catch to, you know, seal the deal for us. I got chills just just going back in my memory, just re- 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 reworking that there. I got to tell you right now, what, what a what a great win it was for Tulane and really kind of a springboard to this year where they've been picked by the media as the number one team in the American Athletic Conference to win the conference. UT San Antonio, the newcomer, again, who should be wor- or should be looked at very, very hard. They're going to be a formidable uh, opponent in that, um, in that conference. They were picked second. Your, your thoughts on, on the upcoming season? Yeah, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a challenge. I think Tulane has a, has a pretty uh, challenging non-conference schedule, you know, to open up. You know, South Alabama, and then, of course, Ole Miss comes to town, and then we have to right. go to Southern Miss, and, you know, Southern Miss came in, and they beat us last year. So, uh, you know, Nickel State, UAB is, has a really decent program, and then we, you know, get into conference play with uh, – Memphis, North Texas, Rice, East Carolina, Tulsa, Florida Atlantic, and then we finish the year with USTA. And, you know, USTA, they have quite a quarterback of their own. And this kid, yes. uh, you know, he's coming back this year and he's got championship on his mind. So it, it, that's not, you know, it doesn't get any easier for Tulane and now having a target on their back as being a preseason conference champ. Everybody's going to be shooting at us. You know, we've become the hunted instead of the hunter. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us on the program. By the way, that, that, that quarterback you were talking about was Frank Harris. He's one of the best exactly. in the nation. He's a really, yeah. really good quarterback. Uh, uh, but we appreciate your time. How many years now, uh, again, broadcasting Tulane uh, f- um, football? 
This would be my 41st. Wow. Amazing. And, of course, a former Tulane uh, wide receiver as well. And we, of course, just went um, in the Tulane Tulane Hall of Fame and then just had the great honor done at the end of the season with the uh, press box, right? Yes, it was. It was really uh, an incredible, uh, and that was a surprise to me. But it was, yes. it was so nice, and uh, yeah, you know, if, I guess if you hang around long enough, good things happen. <laughs> That's what everybody keeps telling me. I guess I'll try to hang around a little bit longer. <laughs> All right, Eric. Thank you. Thank you so much, Steve. Appreciate the time. Best of luck to you and Tulane in the upcoming season. Thanks so much. There you go, Steve Barrios again, Hall of Famer, Tulane legend. And, of course, again, 41 years of brass broadcasting Tulane uh, football. All right. Don't forget about my friends over at Dave Miet Insurance. A lot of folks right now, pins and needles. They talked about it. Uh, uh, the forecast coming again in August. We know what August and September are uh, in terms of tropical events. Everyone is praying that we are spared, uh, myself included. Uh, the tropics are supposed to start heating up next week. Uh, make sure you got the proper insurance coverage to cover your home, to cover your business. If you're still with citizens and you're looking for an opportunity to get out, call my friends over at Dave Miet Insurance, 504 504- Five five six zero nine. They've been doing it since nineteen fifty eight. Uh, again, auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies. They serve the entire metropolitan area: East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and the River Parishes. Where again, the uh, company was born back in fifty eight. Uh, Dave Miet Insurance is your one stop specialist. They can search over fifty companies uh, to make sure you get the right price for the for the best policy for you, for you, the consumer. Uh, go to Dave uh, Dave's uh, website. D- Dave Miet's uh, website is D A V E M I L. M-I-L-O-E-T-I-N-S-A-N-C.com. It's a one-stop shop for all your insurance needs. And again, if you want a company that has your back, an insurance agent that will be there for you, not just to collect those premiums, but also to be there when, when there is something that happens and you need to uh, take advantage of that insurance, Dave Miet Insurance, a full insurance, full service independent insurance agency since 1958. 504-556-0809 or D-A-V-E-M-I-L-O-E-T-I-N-S-A-N-C. We'll be right back with Fletcher Mackle of Channel 6 Sports. Don't move. New Orleans, the North Shore, and worldwide at NashFM1061.com. Country for life. 1061. Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by RAID. This can't keep your loved ones protected from pests. But RAID can. For 60 years, RAID scientists have worked to protect people around the world, including the ones you love most. RAID. Protection for all. Slow traffic on I-10 eastbound from Carrollton to the uh, Claiborne flyover right now. Now, 10 eastbound at the Causeway, Causeway Boulevard. We do have an accident, uh, really only about a seven-minute delay eastbound I-10 from Kenner to downtown right now. Eastbound 610 Metairie to New Orleans East, seven-minute delay and a 12-minute ride. Eastbound I-10 to Lesion Fields to the high-rise running about nine minutes and a six-minute delay. New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. 
answer the call. Visit jpsojobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great Southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. Hi folks, trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhart to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price and do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhart always says, trust is the foundation of our business, just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhart. Visit acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. Get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock, four to six weekdays, right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. Uh, I want to thank uh, Steve Barrios for joining us for the program. Uh, now Fletcher Mackle of Channel 6 Sports is our guest. Fletch, how you doing? I'm doing good, Eric. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being with us. Before we get started, tell the folks about the great programming over at Channel 6. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Yes, every day we, of course, have great content, I think. We also have a new Sunday show, Game On, 11 p.m. on Sunday night. Set your DVR if you don't want to stay up late. And uh, so, yeah, so a lot of good stuff, you know, now and, of course, ramping up for football season. And and I and I will do a little detour here because I got I got, I got my basketball guy with me here and I want to ask you a couple questions about the Pels. Before we oh, you know, football. I love talking Pelicans, so anytime you want to do that, yeah, go nuts. Um, Lot, lot of talk about Jared Allen. Okay, possibly again yeah. uh, on this on, on the Pell's radar. Uh, sure. What do you think they're going to do, if anything, going into this season? Uh, will they stay with, with Allen Tunis, or, or will they move away from him and possibly make a deal? So I, I think at this point they're going to go in with Allen Tunis because they can't get anything done. That you know, I think that they would like to upgrade the center position. Look, I love. Jonas Valanciunas. I think he's a really solid offensive player. He's not very good defensively, but he's a good offensive player. I, I do think, though, that Willie Green doesn't trust him at the end of games. He wants somebody who's a little bit more defensive-minded, switchability, that, that doesn't get stuck in, 
when when teams switch in in and basically track him on you know mismatches and matchups that that expose who and what he is. So that's why you saw Larry Nance. That's why you know I just don't think Willie Green trusts him anymore to close games. So I think they explored moves for different centers, but they couldn't get anything done. And and could they still get something done for Jared Allen? Maybe, but I don't think Cleveland necessarily wants Jonas Valanciunas. I think Cleveland is looking to move Mobley more to center and play, you know, at the center position. And I don't think they want an, an offensive-minded big. I, I just don't know. You have to find a third team, maybe somebody like Charlotte. Um, so again, I just don't know if the Pelicans, after exploring deals, are going to be able to find a deal that works for them. But again, look, anything could happen. But I would say that they're they are what they are at this point. What about Isaiah Stewart? That's another guy that's been rumored. Again, uh, Will Gillery wrote about that this uh, this past week on the Athletic. That again, that Allen and, and I and, and Isaiah Stewart are on the Pel's radar. Yeah, again, here's the thing. I I think that they are both on the Pelicans' radar. And look, in Detroit's a team that could go in a number of ways. They're they're kind of a rebuilding team. Kind of. They are a rebuilding team. they got a new head coach with Monty Williams. I I just think that they they could be open to making moves. But what do the Pelicans offer them that works? Um, I certainly think that's a a switchable, athletic, big player that really would trust. And look, the Pelicans, I think, offensively are going to be fine with CJ and BI in, in Zion and Trey Murphy. They, they can roll out and hammer you offensively, but defensively, I certainly think that they're looking for a switchable athletic big that can get it done in, you know, at the end of games. And that, that's not Jonas. And again, and they don't use Jonas as a second, third, fourth offensive option. So the fact that they don't run the offense through him and that he's a defensive liability, it, it makes him kind of, a, to use the term we've used before, a wonky fit here in New Orleans when the head yeah. coach doesn't want to play you at the end of games because you're a defensive liability. And even when the offense is struggling in the half court, they don't necessarily go through you. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's tough. So I think they... They wanted to upgrade. I mean, there was talk, remember earlier, Miles Turner, sure. you know, was a guy, right. a stretch, you know, center. Who knows what Indiana's doing? I think they explored a lot of different deals for a lot of different bigs. And maybe something comes together. But people have to remember this. Jared Allen is an all-star level defender. I mean, you don't just, Cleveland's not giving him away. I mean, Cleveland right. finished fourth place in the Eastern Conference last year and has a pretty good core. So they're not, like, looking to just say, hey, like, you know, let, let's give this player away who's an elite, elite defender. They're, they're going to look to upgrade. And so I always look at it and say, you know, people can make fun of the trades I do, but I try to make mm-hmm. them all fair. I mean, look, sure. like Cleveland's going to ask for somebody like Trey Murphy or Herb Jones. Like this deal mm-hmm. doesn't get done for probably just picks because Cleveland wants to win right. now. And if it's a third team, it would be interesting to see what was going out and what was coming in. So, uh, again, I think the Pelicans are going to continue to explore ways to upgrade their roster, but I think more than likely, you asked me at the start, I think they are what they are right now, and I don't think any moves are coming, and I think you're going to see a healthy Larry Nance probably play a little bit more small ball center, because when he's healthy, he can do it. When he's not healthy, it's suspect, but I, I think that's what you're going to see. 
talked a lot about Tulane, the rumors about them going to the Pac-12 or wanting admittance into the Pac-12. I'm on the record as saying I just don't think it's a good move, if, even if they are invited. Uh, they don't have a TV contract with the Pac-12 right now. They might end up being on Apple without a, with, a, with a subscription service. Uh, there could be more defections. We've seen Colorado, USC, and, and, and UCLA defect already. Uh, the travel back and forth to the West Coast is not prohibitive. Uh, again, then, then you look at, again, Tulane trying to really kind of set themselves up for the next uh, round of realignment with maybe a, a team, or, I'm sorry, a conference that is a, maybe a little bit closer geographically. What are your thoughts about the possibility of moving to the back 12 and have you heard rumors about that? Well, I mean, I've read rumors. I mean, look, obviously conferences are falling apart left and right. Colorado's going back, um, you know, moving to the big 12. Um, uh, you know, I mean, obviously USC and UCLA going to the big 10. I do think maybe in the next 10 years we're going to see two power conferences. We're going to see like a Big Ten SEC, yep. and they're going to be these mega 20 to 25 team conferences. And, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. But as long as conferences try to hang on, I actually don't have a problem if some revamped Pac 12 took Tulane. And the reason why I say that is because, look, the American took a massive punch in the face with mm-hmm. the Big 12 coming and getting their best schools. I mean, look, Houston and, and UCF and Cincinnati were their best schools. I mean, from, from all sports, from, from basketball with, with Houston and Cincinnati to football with UCF, Houston, and Cincinnati. I mean, they just took a, a, a massive blow. And, and, look, they replaced those teams, but it's not exactly prestige with, if you will, with all due respect, to the North Texases and the Texas San Antonios and the Alabama Birmingham. Like, those are good programs, but, you know, is the bigger conferences and the Power Five conferences raid the smaller conferences? The smaller conferences just get weaker, and it's survival of the fittest. So if and I don't think I don't think I don't think the Pac-12 is going to take Tulane. I mean, look, I everything I read is San Diego State's a lock. They want SMU because they're in the Dallas market. And they've probably had a little bit more sustained success than Tulane, and they could even go someplace like Boise to get Boise State. If Tulane could have a chance to jump, like if they said we want New Orleans, we're going to get we're going to go more national with our footprint than we are West Coast, then Tulane should take it if they could get it because. You know, the Arizona schools are still there. The Oregon schools are still there. So as long as their conference is alive and well, it's, it's a better move than staying in one that is a little bit of a sinking ship. And, and again, not that the American hasn't done great work. They really have. They, they are a right. power five or power six. I know they call themselves the power mm-hmm. six. Sure. But I would look at it and say if, if the Pac-12 opened up and said, hey, we'll take, you know, San Diego State, Boise, SMU, and Tulane, and we'll put ourselves in in those four TV markets, and we think we'll be okay. If I were Tulane, I wouldn't. It wouldn't take one iota of a second to say, "Here we come, and we'll go play." You know, with the remnants of what were the Pac-12 and the new Pac-12 right. with you know Stanford and in the Washington schools and the Oregon schools and the Arizona schools, because again, it would just be more prestigious than where they are now, even if geographically it was a little bit of a a weird fit. Your thoughts on this year's version of the Tulane Green Wave? I mean, I think they're going to be good. I mean, look, they, they, look, losing the players they lost is going to hurt them. Losing Nick Anderson, um, it, you know, losing Tajay Spears, losing Dorian Williams, you're the two linebackers, the star running back. It, look, that hurts. But they bring back a lot of guys. I mean, like keeping Sincere Hainsworth to anchor that offensive line, having Michael Pratt back, 
to build off of what he did last year. I mean, look, he's going to be considered one of the best quarterbacks in the country. I, I, and, and, and their conference got weaker. I mean, make no mistake, Cincinnati was a team that was in the playoff that was on the cusp of another New Year six. You know, Central Florida has, has a perennial New Year six. Houston, you know, it was up and down in that conference, but again, at one time was a really good you know, program that was capable because of their recruiting base. Of That's one of the reasons why the Big 12 took them. And so I think that the teams that came in, Texas San Antonio's bowl team, I get it, and there are teams mm-hmm. that are solid in the conference, but I think Tulane, they were picked to win it for a reason because of the team they brought back and because of the team that they're going to be facing. I, I, I certainly think that they, you know, should be the favorites to win, and I can't see why they couldn't put together another 10-2 and two conference championship New Year's Six Bowl game appearance. How about LSU? A lot of people believe LSU is going to be in the mix, not just for the SEC West, but maybe for the national championship run as well. Your thoughts? I, I agree 110% with that. Here's my only question. I still don't think LSU is on even footing with Georgia. I think even though Georgia has quarterback questions as to who's taking over for Stetson Bennett, talent-wise, top to bottom, they're just in a class that's different than everybody else's. And Bama's the same way. I think, look, LSU beat Bama last year with Bryce Young. I think LSU can beat Alabama in Georgia. I, I think LSU could really beat Alabama because I think that Alabama is curious to see who and what they are with their quarterback issues, three guys battling it out right now. I think LSU is loaded. I, I think that Jaden Daniels is going to have a really great season. Uh, I think that they have so much talent, it's ridiculous. I think Brian Kelly's a really great coach. I think they're going to beat Florida State in week one and, and ascend to like two or three in the polls. And I really think they could win the West. This is the, like just kind of looking way ahead. This is my biggest question, and it's a little bit of a problem for LSU. Okay. I don't think Georgia's going to lose to anybody. I think Georgia's going to probably start the year at one and, and stay there. So let's say LSU has a fantastic year. They beat Bama in their three. Well, if they go to the SEC championship game against Georgia at three and they lose, do they get bumped out of the top four for a playoff mm-hmm. berth? You know, remember last year, LSU was five, had to beat right. Georgia to get in. I could see a situation this year where LSU runs the table, beats Bama, and gets Georgia in a one-versus-three matchup, call it, and loses to Georgia, and then it becomes life or death or the question, did they just get knocked from three to five and out of the playoffs? So, but I think LSU is going to be there all season long. I think that LSU is going to be a top-four team that we're talking about all season long for the college football playoffs and potential national championship. Fletcher Mackle of Channel 6 Sports is with us. Fletch, you've been out at camp with the Saints. Who's impressed you thus far? <laughs> Believe it or not, and it doesn't matter. It, it matters now, and it doesn't matter when the season starts. Right. And I probably sound like a broken record like some of the other media people you may have had on or follow, Jake Hayner. I mean, he's been right. the darling of the first six days. He looks leaps and downs. Jameis has looked so bad, it's hard to believe that he was a starting quarterback in the NFL one year ago at this time, that Jake Hayner has outplayed him with the third team by leaps and bounds. So Jake Hayner has been very, very impressive. Derek Carr's been impressive. I mean, he, he gets in and out of the huddle. He gets the offense in, in and out of like, – he's just been impressive. It's, it's nice to see a quarterback that has command. Now, can he deliver on the field? You know, somebody in Vegas told me, you're going to love him. He's a leader. He's a class act. He's smart. Right. He operates the right way. But at crunch time, 
He just doesn't deliver. Like, he didn't deliver in Vegas. He didn't deliver before they moved there when they were in Oakland. He had a great running back last year. He had a great receiver, and he just couldn't deliver in the clutch. But you love everything about him. The intangibles are there. The smarts are there. The ability's there. So I'm hoping that this is when it all comes together for Derek Carr, that this is when he's a good man. He's a good leader. He's a smart guy. He's got ability. He does the right things. And now it clicks where he makes plays in the clutch because he's, he's looked good. Um, so, yeah, so, again, Rashid Shahid looked really good. I mean, he's a guy mm-hmm. a year ago who was injured. Nobody even knew him, and, sure. and now he's, like, a burgeoning star. And uh, so, yeah, so those guys have been, have been pretty impressive. And Alante Taylor, and Alante Taylor and Paulson Adebo. Paulson Adebo was the darling of training camp last year and then really struggled sure. during the season. He's started off strong again, but Alante Taylor is right on his heels. And so, uh so, yeah, so that's kind of some of my impressions thus far. It's hard to talk about the guys in the trenches because, yeah. really, they put the pads on yesterday. And, True. like, they're not doing anything, you know, yet that makes you go, ooh, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's a big boy manhandling somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yep. um, so I, I kind of stay away from those guys until we get a little deeper in the camp and start playing some preseason games. And plus, again, when you when you you have the control scrimmages or control practice against the Chargers and the Texans, we'll find out more about again where this team and is. And look, remember in terms this too. Not to interrupt you. Last year, sure. you know, Penning looked like a mauler. Everybody was like, right. "Dude, the eyeball test. He's a mauler." And then he really was a turnstile on pass plays in mm-hmm. in in the preseason in, in before he got hurt. And so that's what I want to see. I mean, no doubt he's he's a big, big boy and he's a mauler, but he's got to be right. able to play in pass protection and not have guys just blow by him. So, um, so that's kind of what I want to see more in what you said, the controlled practices with the Chargers and the Texans and then in the preseason games. So yeah. it's hard to say, you know, the offensive and defensive linemen, like, has he looked good? Has he stood out? What about this? Mm-hmm. I can't really, like, yeah. it's like incomplete right now as far as an answer. It's true. I agree. With that said, just based on what you've been able to see, and I've got, I've got about f- four minutes left, um, is there a position or positions you feel they need to backstop, where they need to go out and get a veteran or two to make sure they either have quality depth or to push the starter? Maybe linebacker. Maybe. I mean, maybe interior offensive line. That's why I think they signed Trey Turner and they brought Garcia along because maybe they yes. just weren't happy with Rock Morton last year, and then obviously, look, mm-hmm. Pete's injured again. Cesar Ruiz right. is injured and has never really broke out and looks a little bit more like a bust of a first-round draft pick, so maybe on the interior of the offensive line. Although, here's the thing. James Hurst, who I think has been as solid as a backup as there is, James Hurst kicked inside yesterday when Pete went down and looked really good. So, He's a good guard. Um, so, again, if, if your tackles are Ramchek and Penning, I think Hurst can kick inside and probably be really good for you. So, but linebacker, you know, Dennis Allen's defense is, he, he runs a 4-3, but it's really a 4-2-5. And so we know the starting two linebackers are DeMario and Pete Werner. But after that, I mean, we're starting to talk about like Dowell and Zach Bond and, mm-hmm. and, and the kid out of App State that they drafted last year. So, I mean, it's, it's a bunch of like, who are they dig into your program at linebacker um, for some of these guys. Yep, no doubt. Fletcher, uh, great show on Sunday night. Really enjoying it. Tell everybody about what you guys got coming up for us on Channel 6 Sports, any specials you may have, and how folks can follow you on social media. 
Yep, I'm Twitter is kind of or X, whatever it's called now, is kind of my yeah. social of choice. And I'm at Fletcher WDSU. Um, we have a show at eleven o'clock every Sunday night called Game On. And then yeah, every day we do reports, sportscasts, four, five, six, and ten uh, here at uh, WDSU and streaming and online and all that good stuff. Yeah, hey, but one one quick question on baseball. Yeah. Uh, Verlander to back to the Strohs today. What do you think? Yeah, look, I love Justin Verlander. I think he's a great pitcher. He's a good dude. Um, but look, it's a disaster what happened with the Mets. The highest payroll in baseball history by fifty million dollars, yeah. and now they're blowing it up trading Scherzer and Verlander. I mean, it's the disaster of disasters, like nothing we've seen in sports in a long time. The last time I remember something being that bad was when Steve Nash joined the Lakers with Kobe and Dwight, and it was a disaster. <laughs> right? um, yeah. And so, uh, but look, uh, look, Verlander's a great pitcher. He's going to help the Astros. Scherzer's going to help really the Rangers. Is. But what the Mets happened with them is a disaster. Yeah, no doubt. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate your time always. Okay. All right. There he goes. Fletcher Mackle. No, I'm with him. Uh, Stroh's just got a lot better. I mean, you know, he's 40. He struggled earlier in the season, but he has been really nails the last month or so uh, and really pitching well. And uh, he's going to give them a little bit of a boost when he comes over. Again, uh, they're in second place right now um, in, in their division. So we'll see again how this, how this plays out going forward. All right. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. After-hour service is available for you. Uh, and, look, uh, your air conditioning system is working overtime right now. <laughs> it just is. I mean, again, you know, it hasn't stopped. Not going to stop now, probably for a long time, hopefully. But if you have an issue, if your air conditioner is not cooling, uh, if you need a new air conditioning system, you just don't know where to turn, call my friends at Burkhart. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call. But, again, those Nate certified technicians that are authorized to be able to service all brands, uh, they do the continuing education to keep them up with, again, the latest in technology when it comes to HVAC systems. And, look, Burkhart has a reputation. Uh, again, whether it's industrial, commercial, residential, they take care of their customers. Uh, and, and, of course, again, doing the job, treating your home like their home. And, and, and look, the honesty, not having to worry about getting gouged or cheated, uh, you know, coming up with a part that doesn't need to be replaced. I mean, look, we know, we know again, there are scrupulous uh, contractors out there. Burkhart is not one of them. Uh, Burkhart built their reputation on trust. And, it's, again, that still permeates today, what, 30 years after the after the uh, the, uh, the the company was built by John Burkhardt, coming from one truck to 15. So, again, if you're looking for a company in trust, go to the company I've trusted for decades. It's Burkhart, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Ottawa. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Delahousie, the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication and the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea. 
blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry mouth, right, ringing finished. in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe, Causeway I 10 in Metairie. Southern Tire, family-owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. We offer a large selection of tires that will fit your budget no matter what you drive. In the market for a new set of wheels, at Southern Tire, we are your wheel experts. Choose from our large selection of wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Financing available. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our our customers. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hi, I'm Chad. And I'm Steve. And together, we're Dudley DeBosier. If you've been injured, you deserve Dudley DeBosier, so you demand Dudley DeBosier, the official injury lawyers of the New Orleans Saints. And the only law firm in Louisiana with a no-fee guarantee. That means you pay nothing, no fees, costs, or expenses, unless we get money for you. Dudley DeBosier, home of the no-fee guarantee, backed by the black and gold. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. That's 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. LA 221 This report is sponsored by Indeed.com. Fall into autumn hiring with Indeed. Their all-in-one solution makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates. Sponsor a job and immediately get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Slow rolling traffic eastbound 610 from Paris to the I-10 merge. It's 12 minutes from Metairie to New Orleans East right now, which is a seven-minute delay. Eastbound I-10 from Elysian Fields to the high rise, 12 minute ride and a 10 minute delay there. Also eastbound uh, I-10, 610 to Downman is stop and go flow right now. There's wildfire in the Bayou Sauvage area that could be affecting some traffic with smoke. New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. By the way, congratulations to the U.S. women. Uh, they advanced to the round of 16. They had a 0-0 draw against Portugal at about 2 in the morning last night for those that got up to watch it. Uh, and, of course, uh, they make it back. They make it to the round of 16. A lot of people think they would. They did, weren't, weren't going to make it, but, again, they made it to the round of 16 with that draw last night against Portugal. Uh, so, again, they stay alive uh, to try to continue uh, to defend their championship. All right. I want to thank Ed Daniels for joining us on the program. Steve Barrios, again, uh, um, color commentator for, for the Tulane Green Wave. Uh, Fletcher Mackle, Channel 6 Sports. All those guys, we appreciate those guys joining us on the program today. Tomorrow is Katie's Day. That means Sean Vazan will join us on the program. Uh, we should have an update uh, from Logan Graffia tomorrow uh, since uh, the Saints will be back on the practice field. Uh, and then, of course, uh, celebrity chef Scott Craig will join us on the program. Tomorrow's program is brought to you by the Katie's Family of Restaurants. We thank you for listening to today's show i want to remind you again that uh, uh tonight is tuesday so that means all access with jude young the great jude young is on right after me so keep it right here on 106.1 fm uh, i want to thank rudy back at studio i want to thank all the great sponsors sponsor our program please consider your support of those sponsors all you gotta do is go to ericasher.com for a slide to the spot sponsor our program we've made it so easy for you 
Man, I can't remember who that sponsor was. You click the icon, it takes you right to the sponsor's website. Everything you need to know about those sponsors right there for you. Thank you for your support of our sponsors. Thanks for the support from our sponsors to keep, uh, keep this program going. We appreciate it. All right, folks, that's it for me. I've, it's been a blast. Hope you enjoyed the program. The podcast will be up about 20 minutes after the program ends until, uh, until tomorrow at 4 o'clock. My name is Eric Asher. Have a wonderful evening. From the dog, catch the governor. You know it includes the mayor. They all got to go.